I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is Psych Hacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is, I have plenty of time. This is an episode for the ladies. So guys, please forward this on to your sisters and daughters. They need to hear this. So this phrase, I have plenty of time, is one that I've heard from many, many women over the course of my dating history. However, this isn't really the case. The truth is, is that many women have been lied to, or at least they haven't been told the whole truth, or perhaps they haven't been told the whole truth in a way that they were able to hear. And I hope to be able to do that today. I dislike being the bearer of bad news, but if you're a woman and you haven't yet locked down a long-term relationship by the time that you are 30, you are at a disadvantage. And that disadvantage increases with each passing year. It's not a coincidence that the average age at first marriage in this country is right before the moment when the average man's sexual marketplace value begins to exceed the average woman's sexual marketplace value for the very first time. I talk about that more in my episode, Why People Get Married When They Do. The point is that the game changes significantly at 30. Men will continue to sleep with women in their 30s, but they won't consider them for marriage and long-term partnerships as frequently. Every woman seems to believe that she's the exception to this rule. She almost certainly is not. And the thing is that this doesn't technically have to do with attractiveness. Yes, physical attractiveness tends to diminish as a function of time, but many women are still physically attractive in their 30s. However, even for these women, their odds of securing a high-value man decrease with each passing year through their 30s. Why? Well, those attractive women often justifiably believe that they're entitled to high-value men. And these same high-value men enjoy incredible optionality. Many of them aren't going to be interested in settling down anytime soon. And those who are are significantly more likely to choose a woman who, all other things being equal, offers a better reproductive opportunity. If he has a choice between a beautiful 24-year-old and a beautiful 34-year-old, most men with optionality looking to start a family will choose the 24-year-old. So you might still be beautiful at 34, but you're likely not as beautiful as you were at 24, and it will be harder and harder to compete against those 24-year-olds for the same man's attention, just keeping it real. Next, we need to face some unpleasant facts. A lot of women have misconceptions about reproductive medicine. They've seen celebrities have children at 40, and maybe they even know someone who has had a child using IVF, in vitro fertilization. So they believe they can kind of just throw some money at the issue and poof, have science take care of the rest. And I'm here to tell you that this is not how it works. I've worked with many men who have accompanied their women through several unsuccessful rounds of IVF. Their attempts cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, and their ultimate failure to conceive was heartbreaking. About half ended up getting divorced as a result. So why is it so difficult? Well, according to the American Society for Reproductive Medicine, the chance of getting pregnant each month at 40 is 4%. And at 40, on average, 80% of a woman's remaining eggs are genetically abnormal. 
So even if you plan conscientiously and make vigorous attempts during ovulation, women have a less than one in 20 chance of conceiving at 40 each month of her cycle. And the pregnancy is quite likely to experience complications of all kinds, many of which can result in congenital defects. They will also tell you if you go into a reproductive clinic that it is significantly easier to get pregnant later using IVF if you freeze an embryo, which is a fertilized egg, as opposed to a female gamete, the egg itself. It's really difficult to get pregnant at 40, at least using your own eggs. These are facts that many women just don't know. Now, before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this episode to someone who might benefit from its message because it's word of mouth referrals like this that really help to make the channel grow. You can also hit the thanks button in the lower right-hand corner beneath this video and tip me in proportion to the value you feel you've derived from this message. I don't do big product placements or endorsements. I rely on your support to keep all this going, so I really appreciate it. Thank you. Now, I've gone out with many women in my time. Many of them were beautiful and intelligent and accomplished. A while back, I was chatting with this attractive South Asian doctor. I think at the time she was 32 years old. Over the course of the conversation, I asked her about her views on children, and she told me that she wasn't really thinking about starting a family. When I expressed my surprise, she replied that she wasn't worried because she had eight years to figure it out. And when she said that, my surprise turned into shock. Now, I don't remember what kind of doctor she was, but she was obviously not a fertility doctor. My point here is that if an intelligent, medically trained, professional woman thinks that at 32 years old, she has eight years to figure out marriage and kids, then just think what the average woman is up against. So let's do some very basic math, shall we? Let's say that you want to have a family with two kids. And as we've seen, 40 is a pretty hard line in the sand with respect to pregnancy. That would mean that you would kind of need to have your second child by the time you were 40, which means that we need to get pregnant with that second child at 39, which means that you would have to have your first one at 38, which means that you would have to get pregnant with that one at 37, which means you kind of have to get married at 36, which means you kind of have to get proposed to at 35, which means you probably have to meet the guy at 33, 34 at the latest. If this woman wanted to have two kids, she didn't have years to figure it out. She had months. Now, obviously, things don't necessarily have to progress the way I just described. But if they don't, that time has got to come out of somewhere. So what does that mean? Well, that means potentially getting engaged to someone you've dated less than a year. In my opinion, not a very good idea. Or that means that you're not going to have a big wedding because you'll only have a few months to prepare. That doesn't actually sound so bad. You could save a lot of money that way. Or it might mean getting pregnant before you're married. That's a bit riskier. Or it could mean that you have Irish twins and conceive as soon after the birth of the first child as it's physiologically viable to do so. Or it could mean only having one child, etc. You can delay the decision on the front end, but the time has got to come out of somewhere. And taking time out of the back end can often be more problematic than taking the time out of the front. So this is the situation that a lot of women find themselves in. They've been lied to by feminism. They have incomplete knowledge of their own reproductive biology. 
and they don't understand how men select for long-term partners, especially at the highest levels. Men choose youth, not only because they are generally more physically attracted to younger women, but because youth is typically a marker of fertility and health. Put yourself into the shoes of a handsome, rich man with options. If he has it all, except a family, how likely is it that he is going to wife up a woman who's only got a couple years of real fertility left and who's most, most of whose eggs are already genetically abnormal? Like, why would he do that? Especially if he has alternatives. This is a hard reality that women have to face. The other day, my friend, Sean T. Smith, told me that feminism has lied to women because it has told women that they can be anything, which is functionally true, but it left out that they can't be everything because no one can. Everything is a trade-off. On some level, the cost of being anything is giving up the chance to be everything else. And women acting as though they have until 40 to figure this particular thing out has significant downstream consequences. So hopefully I was able to present this issue in a way that women could hear it non-defensively. In any case, I don't make the news, I just report it. So don't shoot the messenger. What do you think? Does this fit with your own experience? Let me know in the comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. You may also consider becoming a channel member with perks like priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As always, thank you for listening.